Good Sunday morning to each and every one. Hope everyone's well. Hope everyone's safe. Boy, what a difference a week will make. I remember last Sunday, we had the beautiful weather and the sun. And <laughs> wake up this morning to crazy coming down snow. And we just decided it was, it was better to be safe and do a, an online service this morning. Just so everyone doesn't have to get out. I'm, I'm imagining that the, the main roads at some point will probably be okay. It's the side roads and back roads that <clears throat> probably won't get touched. So we just decided this morning to do an online service. Appreciate Sister Santana singing a song for us. Um, really enjoyed that. So uh, just ask for your, your prayers this morning. Um, as we we get into announcements, got a few things to announce. Um, <clears throat> so Sunday night fellowship this evening, we'll go ahead and postpone, and uh, then we'll pick up next Sunday night. We'll actually continue with the the small group kickoff. If you would like to be included in small group, uh, do one of two things: either show up next Sunday night at five o'clock, or let myself, uh, brother Nick, or brother David know and we'll get you added. Uh, looking forward to that. And going forward, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll be dedicating two nights to our normal Sunday night fellowship, Bible study lessons. And uh, then we'll have one week, we'll be dedicated to a special service, some type of special speaker. Uh, more to come on that, and then the the fourth Sunday of each, the fourth Sunday night of each week, we will be dedicating to small group. <clears throat> so looking forward to that. Again, let us know if, if you want to be be added to small group, and kick off next Sunday night at five o'clock. Uh, second harvest, we'll be packing boxes on February the fifteenth from five thirty to seven. There is a sign-up sheet on the bulletin board. Um, either sign up or let myself or Sister Mandy know. 
saw a couple of names on there already from last week. Also this week, uh, Sister Mandy worked with them and, and lined up getting a, a donation barrel. And that is actually in the foyer of the church. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a, a sheet there as well showing, you know, what types of things that we can, we can bring to donate. Um, you know, canned vegetables, rice, pasta, ramen, canned proteins, tuna, beans, peanut butter, you know, those, those types of things. Um, of course, you know, make sure that the, the items aren't expired if you're cleaning out your, your cupboards. Um, and I would like to, the, the size of that, the barrel they gave us isn't real big. <clears throat> so after next Sunday, I would like to call them and have them come pick up. And, and hopefully we could at least do one of those each month. I think that's definitely a good thing to give back and uh, help those that are less fortunate. Um, so second harvest packing boxes and donating food to the, to them with the barrel. Um, let's see here. <clears throat> also, February the 5th after service, Sister ben, after morning service, Sister Burnett will be having a kickoff lunch for the women's mentoring. And I believe she, she asked that you bring a side dish or dessert and she'll be having the main course. She'll be providing the main, the main course. Um, think that's an awesome program. Would love to see some new faces, um, some old faces as well. Get some increasing numbers in that. It's very important, I think. <clears throat> I'm actually actually considering something similar for the men. Um, I want to talk to a few people in the upcoming weeks, so you'll be hearing more about that. Um, I just I, I believe it's it's an important thing. I mean, if if you think of the the Great Commission. That's exactly what Jesus commanded us to do. Go make disciples. And that's what mentoring is all about. And, and sadly, I think that's what's missing in a lot of churches today. And again, it's a direct command of Jesus. So we need to be doing it. So be much in, in prayer about that. Okay. I believe that's all the announcements. So as you all know, for the last little bit, we've been focusing on spiritual growth spiritual maturity we've had messages on commitment defining spiritual growth we've had i believe last week was was growing in and grace uh, we were in ephesians chapter 2 and how grace is simply god's love demonstrated toward those who deserve the opposite god's unmerited undeserved favor through his son jesus christ and Again, he, he he gave us what we needed, not what we deserved. And that is what's so awesome about that amazing grace. <clears throat> we talked about, you know, the justifying saving grace and also the, the sanctifying grace, which is the part of where we're growing after salvation. You know, God perfecting us for his purposes, that, that process of sanctification that happens when we're saved and it goes on throughout our entire lives until we, we end, you know, take our last breath. And this morning we're going to continue on that same journey of growth. And if there was a title this morning, you can picture it up behind me. The title would be Growing and Giving. And I can hear it already. Oh no, here he goes talking about our stuff and our money. Well, just bear with us this morning. And again, just pray for us. Uh, there's a lot about giving and growing that a Christian should be doing. 
And that's what we pray that we'll, we'll get into this morning and God will lead us there. Uh, we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 6, uh, well known to most, Sermon on the Mount by Jesus. <clears throat> we'll be reading starting at the 19th verse. Do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if you think about, you know, what we've what we've been preaching, you know, pretty much all of 2023 so far, you know, committing, committing to God, committing to his word, committing to his church. You know, we've we've went and identified what spiritual growth is and what it means and what it looks like. And last week and, and going forward for, you know, a couple of more weeks, it's, it's the practical application, the how. And that's where the, the giving comes into play. But again, it all starts with salvation. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, why not? He's calling. He's still saving souls. It all starts with that. And again, that process of sanctification that journey continues until you take your last breath. And brothers and sisters, we know it all ends in glory if you're a child of God. But you might ask, how, how is the growth and, and giving related? And really, I think these are the keys. You know, the, the thought this morning and what we, what we would want you to get from this message is growth happens when we practice giving. Growth happens when we Christians... Practice giving what God has blessed us with. And if the application piece is if we want to grow, we will share what we have with others, what God has blessed us with with others. And I know you're thinking, oh, I got to give my stuff away. I got to give money. I got, And those things are great, but it's, it's not just those things. Spiritual discipline of giving is related to more than just money, resources, skills, talents, time. All for God's purposes, all to benefit others, all to glorify His name. And that's where this this passage of Scripture really comes into play. Jesus is teaching on the things we should and should not value. And the truth is, what you really spend your time on, what you put your skills into, what you put your resources into, that's exactly what you value. That's what you value. And brothers and sisters, that's considered your treasure. And Jesus says there, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what are you treasuring? Are you treasuring your stuff? Are you treasuring your home, your car, your 401k, your TV, your phone, your internet, your stuff? Is that where your treasure is? Are you spending your time storing Protecting all that stuff, dusting and cleaning it, collecting all your treasures. Or are you spending time doing the things of God? Which is your treasure? Which has your heart? And it says in in the 24th verse there, which we didn't go down to, no one can serve two masters for either, either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. 
Your heart can't be on earthly things and heavenly things at the same time. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work. It says it right there. You can't serve two masters. You know, we live in this materialism world. And it's a direct conflict with the loyalty to God. We can't serve two masters. Either you'll love the one and hate the other. Or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. And you got people out there now that are saying, See, to be a Christian, you can't be wealthy. You can't have stuff. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, give all and follow me. But, you know, it's, it's not about the stuff. You know, I think God has blessed each and, each and every one of us in different ways. You know, you got a nice home, you got a nice car, you know. It's, it's the value, it's the focus, it's the effort that we put into those things. And it becomes an idol, or it can become an idol, because it can come before God. And that's, that's the key here. That's really what Jesus is getting at. And that's what he's talking about, where there's your treasure, there's your heart also. If you're putting those things before Jesus, that, that's your treasure, and they've become idols. Do not lay up your treasure for yourself treasures on earth. In the Greek, I found a thing that says, in the Greek that means treasure not up your treasures. Do not treasure for yourself treasures on earth. And again, it's not, it's not saying don't plan for your future. Don't plan for things. Don't say, it's not saying those things. Don't plan for retirement. But it's simply saying <clears throat> all of that isn't necessary, necessarily bad. The problem is it's temporary. It's all fading away. It's not going to last. It's either going to be destroyed or stolen. Moth and it says there, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. They're not going to last. They're temporary. You're eventually going to lose it one way or the other. So in essence, it's, it's basically saying those things have no value when you're keeping an internal perspective in mind. I like, I like reading commentary from a, a pastor, David Guzik is his name. I think that's how you pronounce it. But he put it like this for this specific verse. The, the issue isn't necessarily that earthly treasures are intrinsically bad, but they are of no ultimate value either. I mean, think about that. All that stuff that you have, all that stuff that you idolize, all that stuff that you put your time and effort into, when you take your last breath, what value is those things going to have? You know, think about what, what's something that I couldn't leave behind. That's, that's, where your, that's where your treasure is. That's where your heart is. You know, have you ever thought about, and I was kind of thinking about this, and it's kind of funny, but it's not. Have you ever seen in a funeral procession a big U-Haul following the hearse with the person who's passed away, with, the, with their, their materially stuff, you know, the material stuff? I've never seen that. You know why? Because you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. None of the stuff you have, you can take with you. 
We put so much effort into things of this earth, things of this world. And again, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. But it's where your heart is. It's where you're, what you're valuing in ahead of God. That's the problem. That's what he's talking about here. You know, one of the things that I've, I've really liked to do is, uh, is go to auctions. And I know there's a, a few others that like auctions for different reasons. Um, but I, I just like, I like seeing all the stuff and I like the process. I think it's really interesting. But, you know, one of the things that you, once you start going to auctions, you, you quickly realize this is someone's stuff. Now, they may not have passed away, but, you know, they're downsizing or whatever. But this is someone's stuff. And sometimes there are estate sales. And that, that's exactly what it is. Someone had this stuff and passed away. And now their family's basically trying to get rid of it. Now, whether they're, they're trying to get rich or, or, you know, get some money from it, who, who knows? But it's just stuff. You can't take it with you. And, you know, sadly, most of the time in families, all that stuff from someone that's passed away, all that does is cause division. All it does is make families hate each other. I've seen it. There's a lady I worked with that's going through a situation right now of buying her grandma's house. It's just sad that what people want to do for money. And it's not going to last. You can't take it with you. It's just sad. I mean, even even in a man's family, we've we've seen some situations like that. It divides, and and truly, money is the root of all evil. It, it's just sad, but most of that is because we have this perspective, this worldly perspective, that stuff will make us happy. This culture, you need one of these. Everyone has one of these. Oh, you need a bigger house. Oh, man, I really like that car. But here, check this one out. It's even better. Or stuff. We need all this stuff. And again, it's it's not bad to have things that you need or use. But again, it's the value that you're, you're valuing those things before God. You know, and it's funny, the, the more money you make, it's like the more stuff you need. And in this culture, we're always going to be left wanting more and more and more. That's Just watch some of the commercials, some of the ads. Buy this truck. It's wonderful. You don't even have to drive it. It'll drive for you. Well, I'm pretty sure I'd rather just drive it myself. <laughs> but if you flip over to Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul Gives, gives us some, some insight to the answer for all this. The 11th and 12th verse. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I'm, I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's the key. Contentment. No matter how much, how little, how, how hungry, how full, 
what he's saying here is it's not about the circumstances that are around us. It's not about what we have, what we don't have. But it's all about that nearness of God that we have that matters. That's what makes you content, brothers and sisters. Nothing in this world can satisfy that need that we have for Jesus, that void that we have when we're not in relationship with him. And it makes us want to keep going out and get more and more. Why do you think all these people that are addicted to drugs overdose? Because they got to get more and more and a better and better high until they have too much. Same thing with alcohol. It does the same thing. More and more and more to get a more high. And then who knows what it ends in. But it's about contentment. Contentment. The other thing it's about is being good stewards of what God has blessed us with. Stewardship. Stewardship is voluntary and generously offering of God's gift of resources, time, talents, and treasure for the benefit and love of God and others. Recognizing that nothing we really have belongs to us. That's really the key. But everything we own truly belongs to God. And if you have things like that, it's because he's blessed you. And when you really think about it, that changes things. That changes your perspective. And that's why we as his children should be willing to give, give those things. Be willing to give our time, our resources. It's not ours anyway. It's not ours anyway. He blessed us with it. That's why I've always had trouble with people. Though This is my money. I'll use it for what I want. Well, didn't God give you the skills to get that job? To allow you to make that money? So whose really is it? Is it yours? Or is it God's? really makes you think. It really changes the perspective of things. It really changes. And when we do things like that for the glory of God and to the benefit of others, what it says there in verse 20, we're laying up treasures in heaven. And brothers and sisters, that's what really matters. God working through us, through faithful giving, and those eternal treasures that we'll have forever. They're not going to rust. They're not going to be destroyed. No one's going to be able to steal them. And we'll enjoy those for an eternity with Him. Laying up your treasures in heaven. That's what it means. Which do you prefer? Treasure that's temporary, treasure that's fading, treasure that's not going to last. It's all going to go away. It's all going to go away. Or do you prefer treasures? Heavenly treasure secured forever by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Always enough, always joyful, always content. Versus the other that always wants you more and more and more. Never satisfied. Again, back to to the Apostle Paul, it's about contentment. It's about laying up those heavenly treasures. And then, you know, do you really think of time? 
Again, this isn't all about money. It's about time. I realize we all work. We all have jobs. We all have to take care of the things we own, our homes, our cars, our yards, laundry, you, you name it, cleaning, cooking. Believe me, I've done enough of that since I've been working from home. We all need time to rest. We all need time to have some time alone with God. What does your life show that you value most? You know, we're, other than, than this morning because of the weather, we're typically at church one to three hours every week. And that's, that's awesome. I love it. Wish it could be more. I thank God for everyone that makes it their choice to be there every week, every time the doors are open. But what about the rest of the week? What about the rest of your hours? What do you value? What are you putting your time into? That's what you value. Do you make time for God? Do you make time for his word? Do you make time for praying? As I mentioned last week, I have a reminder on my phone every single morning to pray. Do you make time for giving? Do you make time for doing? Do you make time for helping? Think about our mission statement that's back on the wall in the church. Loving God, living Jesus learning to serve. All of those are not about us. They're about Him. question is, are you? Are we as a church? Are we as a congregation? Are we loving God? Are we living Jesus? And are we learning to serve? And that's all about that spiritual growth we've been talking about. And again, this is the how. It starts with giving. You know, are, are you aware of the needs of people around you, your neighbors, your friends, your communities, people you inter- interact with daily? It could be school, it could be work. Are you aware of their needs? Friends, family, other church members, are you taking the time? Are you aware of those needs? Are you helping? Are you giving? You know, I was reading the church covenant the other night just as I was studying through this. There's a part of that covenant. Here it is. To contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry, to the expenses of the church, to the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. Are we? Are you? No doubt, those opportunities exist. We are so blessed as a church, so thankful for everyone that, that, that gives money to help pay bills and replace the roof and parking lots and all that. But there's other categories there. The relief of the poor, the spread of the gospel through all nations. Are we doing those? Are we doing those? There's opportunities, brothers and sisters. We got to get out of our comfort zones and we got to we got to pray and ask God to lead and guide us in all those. Missions team, we need to step up. And church, we need to support them. And we need to go help people. Second harvest is a good start. Filling the barrels is a great start. What else can we do? 
You know, we always talk about missions and international. Folks, there's people here in Springfield, Ohio, that need help. Soup Kitchen. So many others that we've talked about. And that's what Brother Brother David and Brother Nick want to get some opportunities to have some of those people come and talk to us and talk about needs. You know, are we content? Are we giving? Are we helping? Are we working? Are we sharing the gospel? Are we meeting the needs physically, financially, and most important, spiritually? All of those areas are important. And we, as His church, should be working together in our communities, helping people, living Jesus, and serving. And brothers and sisters, that is laying up heavenly treasures right there. And they'll never go away. And one day, we'll be there. But the other thing is, we can experience those here too, that joyful contentment here because of all that. Again, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. If we want to grow spiritually, we have to be content with what we have here and be willing to give our time, our resources, our skills to the benefit of others and to the glory of God. Sharing, brothers and sisters, what God has blessed each and every one of us with. The, the, the poorest of us in this country are rich beyond compare. And we should be able to go help others, brothers and sisters. MMB Church, let's start giving. Let's start growing. Let's start laying up our treasures in heaven. Again, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Where's yours this morning? Where's your treasure? Again, don't want to beat anybody up. We all have, we all have things that we struggle with like this. There's all things that we have to take care of. But what's really important, again, all that stuff is not going to last. Your bank account's not going to last. was looking at the 401k the other day. Whoa, it went way down the last couple of years. It's not going to last. What will last is the relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is the most important thing you can ever do to accept His free gift of salvation. Once you receive that, though, That's when the work starts. We are saved to a good work. It's about working and growing until we take our last breath. And it should be about laying up treasures in heaven, helping the poor, giving relief, spreading the gospel, our time, our resources, our talents, our skills. We have so much talent in this church, and it's time that we step up and that we do something together to start helping people. Just as you as you go this week, I, I pray that you spend time with God and ask Him to open your heart and mind to these things. You know, are you truly growing? Are you truly laying up treasures in heaven? Or are you stuck in the mentality of earthly treasures? Brothers and sisters, they're not going to last. And they won't get you to heaven. Only a relationship with Jesus will get you there. Where's your treasure this morning? Where's your treasure? Let us pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for the opportunity to to get online this morning amongst the bad weather. I wish we could meet together, Lord, but as I, I sit here praying, Father, I'm thinking about all those people in the pews, Father, that uh, we just love so much, Father, and we want to see each and every one of us grow in your word, in time with you, in prayer. Help us, Father, to be, get serious about this because it's serious business. Seeing people saved and helping people is so serious, and we as a church need to be doing it because if we're not doing it, who's going to? Father, give us the will and the desire to follow everything that you would have us to do and give us those opportunities, Lord, that we can go and we can share your holy word and we can glorify your name in every single thing that we do. People won't see us. They won't see Bob Mills, but they'll see Jesus Christ. And hopefully they'll make a decision and come to a relationship with him because that's eternally what it's all about. Father, let us not treasure anything that we have. Let us be willing to get rid of it all for your glory and help us, Lord, to go and make a difference in this world, in our communities, to everyone around us. Help us to be that light and that witness for you. In Jesus' precious name we pray, and amen.